Blog Talk Radio. Join the conversation on the Ask Sharifa AMA. Ask Me Anything, where Sharifa Hardy and expert guests answer your questions. Press 1 to join the conversation where we discuss your favorite topics from love, family, politics, career, business, intuition, spirituality, and more. To be a guest on the Ask Sharifa AMA or for advertising opportunities, visit our website at AskSharifa.com. And now your host, Sharifa Hardy. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask Sharifa AMA. That's right, Ask Me Anything. There's no question too hard to, to, I don't know, whatever, just anything you want to ask, give me a call, 563-999-363. If you want to listen to the show live on the Internet, we are available at blogtalkradio.com slash Sharifa. Now, we have a very special guest today, but before we bring on our guest, I want you to do what I always ask you to do, and that's to let the world know that our show is live. So you want to go to your Facebook, you want to tweet it out, you want to send it to your LinkedIn network and text a friend and let them know Ask Sharifa AMA is live on the air. So today's guest is a transformational speaker and interior designer, Ms. Tanya L. Griffith. Good morning, Tanya. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Sharifa. How are you? I am excellent, and I'm so excited about this show because I always, you know, one of my hashtags is hashtag I love my life, and I really do. I love my life in in the way that I have such a wonderful group of friends and people Mm. around me. And you're someone that I've known for years personally. I know, Maybe not isn't too that much crazy? in person. I know. And then when, with your title as far as uh, public success, yes, spiritually broken, it's like I immediately connected. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, people run in the same circles. Birds of a feather flock together because I, I saw that sometimes in myself, the public success, yet spiritually broken. So I was like, okay, yes. Ty and I have to talk about this. We have to talk yes. about that. What does that mean? What does that mean? To me, well, there's a couple of different things that come into that. I think first and mm-hmm. foremost, it's it's exactly what it says, especially for us as women and us as black women. Um, the things that we have to deal with in everyday society are external influences um, that we have to hold up a certain standard to prepare ourselves and present ourselves to the public eye in order to make it to where we are in our career, um, to hold that CEO position, to hold that entrepreneur position, um, and to be out there every day, you're publicly successful, and we all see that. But a lot of times behind the scenes, internally, you're lost. You're spiritually broken. You're trying to fulfill so many roles for everybody else, whether if it's for your job, if it's for um, your household, if you're a wife, if you're a mother. You have all these different masks that you have to put on daily. But then when you look to the inside, you've kind of forgotten about yourself. And then you soon realize, wow, what really makes me happy? 
am, am I doing all this for everybody else, or are you truly doing it for this is your passion, this is what you're driven to do? And that's where the part of spiritually broken comes in, because you're so caught up in what's happening every day, what society is telling you, you need to be like this, you have to dress like this, you have to talk a certain way, you have to, you know, present yourself a certain way, but never really sitting back and taking a moment and being in that moment present to figure out what's really making you happy. And I'm doing a lot of that um, with my clients that I work with in interior design as well as outside of that is helping them now identify with who they truly are, what's their real passion, and how can they get back to the core of that so that everything is in alignment for them to now live on purpose and a more fulfilled life. Wow, that's beautiful. That is so deep. And I agree. One of the things that I always say, and this is my opinion, and I always state that, and that, that's why this is the Ask Sharifa AMA. I'm giving you my opinion. <laughs> And I always feel that the black woman is the most unprotected woman on this earth. I've, like that, yes. everybody else has someone there to protect them. And not only that, and it's not just whether you're married or not, but it's the way society looks at us. Like exactly. I have never had seen so many situations where race plays a part. Like in any other race, they can have a bad, you know, a uh, hangnail and. Everybody is like, oh, you know, let's take care of you. Let's pamper you. Let's make sure everything is okay. You know, we can have a leg amputated, and it's like, oh, you'll get over it. You'll, you'll, right. you'll be fine. you got to shake it off. You, you're strong. You can do it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, when you know, I, that's why I said I completely agree, and I was so touched by the public success, yet spiritually broken. You know, we always – it go, Tupac said it best, you know, we look mad to the world, but inside we cry and we hurt. We, you know, we feel it all the emotions that the world doesn't allow us to feel. And that's why, again, I love my life. I love my circle because you aren't one of those people who said, okay, yeah, I'm going to be this, this angry black woman because the world sees me as this angry, angry black woman. I'm going to be a public success and I'm going to build a successful business, and I'm going to transform lives, and that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's really how I came to it. In addition to, I mean, all this comes about when you start reflecting on your own life and your own situation and really identifying with what I had to go through in order to heal to get past that. Um but what I was finding in my 20 years of doing interior design is most of my clients are your upper echelon, you know, CEOs, management, um, in pretty powerful positions, either business owners or not. And when it came down to us designing their home and their sanctuary, as I call it, a place really for them to connect to and rejuvenate and just regroup for the next day, we would have the conversation at the beginning, okay, well, what makes you happy? And there is always a pause, a very long pause, like, wow, no one's never really asked me that. So we really had to dig deep to figure out who they are and go back to the time that they really remember being happy truly for themselves in order for us to even create a space in their home, in their private space, that they can feel that they can be themselves. 
Absolutely. And that's really where Absolutely. it came about. I was seeing a common thread amongst us as women, and especially professional women, that were so busy being somebody else for somebody else that we never take the time to really nurture and heal our own internal wounds to make us a better person. So, yeah, it was it was a long it was a long process and a and a lot of self-healing for myself having to go through that and really answer those questions. Um for myself as a business owner, being successful, being in the public eye, everyone assumes, "Oh my gosh, you're doing so well. You know, you're married, you have kids, you have a business, you have a house, you have all these things." Not realizing internally, it's like, "Yes, for some years, my business was crumbling. My father was an alcoholic. My marriage was on the rocks. You have all these internal factors that nobody sees on the outside because of this facade. And, of course, social media now, everybody wants to look good on social media, but they're not really addressing what's really happening internally. Right, but I and saw I'm that picture you put out. But I, I saw that. that picture. I saw that picture you put out, though. That picture was hot. <laughs> That's, no, I mean, I, mean, I don't mean really that, what like, it, what you know. all about, you know? No, but you look powerful. But the, the thing that I love, I just wanted to tell you this. The thing that I love about that picture is that you look so powerful, yet you do not look intimidating. You look mm. like, come work with me, and I'm going to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I thought that was so brilliant. I, thought, I was like, yes, that picture was great. Like, I wish I'd have had that picture you know, sooner than, I know. You know, everything. You know, everything I know, works I know. out. That it was works from out. My research. I'm gonna have to get that no. over to you just just to put up with it for future. Oh, I have it now. Like, I, I took it. I posted it. So yeah, I'll I'll add, I'll add it to to this um, recording in the archive. But I, okay, I was agreeing with you. But but I want to go back to one of the things that you said. Actually, two things. And I agree with you. Most people don't really know what they want to do if asked. And I always mm-hmm. tell people my biggest challenge, and I'm always honest with people, is that I know absolutely 100% what I want to do. Like, right. I would sleep if given me the chance. Like, <laughs> given the chance, I would be asleep for a long time. Not forever, <laughs> but for a long time. Because it's when you're going and going and going and going and going and going and going, mm-hmm. um, you can get burnt out. And a lot of times, again, that's how we become spiritually broken is because yes. we don't work on ourselves. We don't, you know, emphasize rest for ourselves. We don't have right. a lot of people around us who pamper us. We're the nurturers. We're the ones who yes. say, okay, let me take care of you. So especially when you have a husband, especially when you have a when you have children, you're taking care of them, and it's wonderful, and they're they're wonderful, and it's not about judging them, but you know how often do people take a look and say, okay, well let me let me take care of you. What can I do to help you? And right. that makes a real difference. So I'm like, hey, if you ask me, I go to sleep for a while, take a vacation for a while, right. you know, maybe travel the world. Um, that, hey, right, but, but also you have to look at it like, okay, these are the things you want to do, but when you're mm-hmm. traveling or when you're resting, what's what's the deeper meaning behind that? Like, yes, are you going to see the world or are you going to be able to meditate and really sit and come back reconnected? Or are you just going to displace what you're not wanting to handle back home? You know what I mean? So it's like what's the purpose of you doing that? 
if you're not going to resolve certain things while you're gone? Like what are you reconnecting to? What are you needing to rejuvenate? What are you needing to re um feel grounded to when you come back. So then it's looking at those things either, yes, I'm going to travel, yes, I want to take a vacation, or yes, I need to sleep. But then it's like, okay, well, why do you need to do those things? And then when you come back, are you going to go back into the same pattern or or are you going to feel more grounded and reconnected because these are the things that now need to shift in order to be in alignment? And that's really what it's about is finding that complete alignment between mentally what you want to do, in your heart what you're feeling you need to do, and then spiritually what's going to connect those all together so that they make sense. Right, absolutely. And I say that so so often as far as, yeah. you know, like like when you mentioned um, where you, basically even with the vacation or with sleep for me, it's more, I think the reason that I mean it in a way that I mean it is that I always tell people one of the things that surprises most people the most is that I never, ever wanted to be an entrepreneur. So many people mm-hmm. want to be entrepreneurs. That's their drive. That's their goal. That's their energy, that hustle, that bustle, that grind, that, you know, let's right. keep it, you know, and I, I've never been that kind of person. I've always, yeah, I can and that's why when I, when I um, wrote my book, um, from laid off to loving life, um, which I was going to call initially, God kept closing the door because that's literally what happened. God kept closing the door, but I didn't want people to take it as a religious book per se, mm-hmm. so even though I might, I should have. But so I did from laid off to um, loving life, and I was laid off literally six or seven times. And each time it was because I want to, I love to be an employee. I love to have stability in my life. I love to have yeah. a guaranteed paycheck in my life. Shoot, um, if I, you know, back in the 90s, they used to have sugar daddies, okay? 2018 sugar daddies ain't around. You know, I'm not one of those people right. that really just want to work. You know, some people yeah. do. Some women, and when I look at that picture, it, it kind of, you know, that executive kind of this is what I do, this is who I am. And I am I was raised in Columbus, Ohio. I'm, You know, to me, okay. I always be that little girl who ran for, you know, for blocks and miles through green grass. So the hustle and bustle of work is where I'm like, okay, I just, this is not what I want to do. This is not my life. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of do, you know, more peaceful things, I guess, rest and that, and that kind of thing. I think I'd have made right. I mean, I I, I can completely <laughs> agree with you on that. You know, um, I was kind of pushed into entrepreneurship. Um, mm-hmm. I, I loved working in team environments. I loved being, um, you know, part of a network and being able to collaborate and having those people around me. And like you said, the stability of it. I think um, it was great. It was comforting. But Mm -hmm. I was, for me, my personal story, I was pushed to the limit um, in the last company I was with and and having to make a choice between being available for my child to be able to pick them up um, because they wouldn't change my work schedule by one hour. Wow. Um, Although I was the only female and the only one in the department that worked the hour that I did that was one hour later. Wow. Um, 
and I asked to, you know, be able to change my schedule by one hour so I can get back across town. At the time, my son was only maybe three, you know, in half-day daycare, and um, they told me no. So at that point, I had to make a decision of, okay, what do I do with my child that no one, I have nobody to pick him up, or this is the time that I need to create the life that I want um, in terms of flexibility um, because I'm not able to get it in the private sector of corporate America. <clears throat> I'm After still, working you lost, someplace I, for 10 years and you put in your blood, sweat, tears, and dedication, and you realize at some point you're not valued as much as you value them. And that's really what it came down to, and having to take that leap of faith. And it was difficult. I mean, it was it was really difficult. But now I look back on it, and I'm like, I would be a terrible employee now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my problem now. I honestly do. I think right. I'm a terrible employee now. You know I'm what I mean? But no, really, like you, keep it real. You blew like, me away. I, <laughs> you blew me away. Like, I, I was blown away, so I'm sorry if I didn't hear much after one hour. Like, after one hour, my my brain was like, what? Like, what What did she just say? Maybe I need, yeah. to, listen. Maybe I need to listen to this in the archives. Because this year, yeah, did I have yeah. to say one hour? Like, is this one a, hour, was this the entire department worked six to two. Um, six to two in the department. I worked seven to three um, because I was interior design, so I was part of maintenance. So all the maintenance, you know, was six to two. I worked seven to three, and I kept saying, well, can't I work six to two like everybody else so that I can get across town? And... Um, my new supervisor at the time, I, after they transferred me to a new supervisor, I used used to work directly for the CEO of the company, then they moved me. But long story, pretty much they told me no. And I'm like, well, why? Because even though I'm here till 3 o'clock, all the maintenance staff is gone. So even if I take a phone call, nothing's going to happen until the next day because there's no one here. So why, why do I even you need know to what? take the phone call? If nothing's going to happen to the next day anyway. I hate to uh, laugh at you, Tanya. I'm sorry. but I'm sorry, but I just, I'm not laughing at you. I'm so laughing with you. Like, I can relate. And what's going through my mind and what's really making me just crack up is that when you're talking, all I can do is see everybody else looking at you. And then after you finish breaking it down to them and explaining to them, their question is usually, why are you so angry? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Why am I angry? Why why am I mad? You know what I mean? Like right. you won't change my schedule for an hour, and now you want to know why hour. I'm angry. Right? Wow. One hour. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a trip, but but it it also came back to um. For me, I'm a very spiritual person, mm-hmm. and I move based on energy and you can just feel the energy in your environment when it's positive and when it's not. And at right. some point the energy in my environment was no longer conducive to my growth as a designer and just also um, mental stability, you know, the stress that was coming right. along with what was happening. Right. And when it's when you feel it and you know it's time for you to move, but yet you're reluctant because of the stability, because of the paycheck, because this is what you know you love to do, um, there's a resistance there. But at some point, the universe is going to force you to move the direction you know you need to move. Right. 
That's and the, I was yes, taking that exactly as right. my sign. At some after dealing with this for months, I finally took it as you know what. After I prayed about it, prayed about it, thought about it, it was like Tanya, this is the universe telling you. You need to move, and this is what you need to do. And if you don't make the decision, it's going to be made for you. So right. everything was working against me now in that environment for me to stay. So at that point, it was forcing me to um, to step out and, you know, either start my own company or look for somebody else to work for. And it was like, okay, well, your son is two. Are you going to come up to another job where they're going to give you the flexibility and be able to uh, do what you need to do as a mother and to be able to be there for your child at the time um, and not have the stresses of having to deal with the boss again and deal with the situation all over again. So that's kind of where the push for me was to start my own company. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I was dabbling on it part-time, but I think a lot of people do things part-time trying to see what's going to happen and how successful Mm -hmm. you're going to be, but you still keep one foot in and one foot out. And I remember a friend of mine told me, who had a a really successful company at the time, she was like, yeah, Tanya, that's great that you're doing interior design on the side. She was like, but I'm telling you now, you're never going to know how successful you'll be as long as you're on the fence. Mm. You'll never know. It may be fun. It'll be considered a hobby, but you'll never know how successful you'll be as long as you have one foot in and one foot out. So you're going to have to make a decision. And And you made a decision. I made a decision. And literally the issues I was having at my job was exactly one year from that conversation I had with her and I gave myself a date of saying, okay, within one year, as they say, most companies either make it or fail within the first year or two. I'll give myself one year to see if my, you know, part-time thing takes off or if I'm going to leave my job or quit. And one of the things was, okay, well, if I leave my job, at you know, at the time my son was a toddler, he was in daycare, but moving into preschool, it was like, okay, well, now he's half day. What am I going to do? I can't afford, you know, preschool is twice as much, and I need to be able to work. I don't have enough clientele. So it's all these different factors that were coming into play. Um, but one by one, they were being either challenged or eliminated. And then literally to the date that I gave myself to make a decision to either quit or stay was really the final draw on when they were saying, no, you can't switch your hours. This is what it needs to be, and this is how it's going to work. Wow. So, yeah, there was, wow. There, I mean, there was a lot that went, went along with it, but um, literally to the date that I wrote in my journal that I was going to give myself, um, I started suddenly, after 10 years of working for this company, I started having all these issues, one after another, one after another. And it was like, okay, you need to listen to what's happening here. And it goes back to knowing yourself. You know, a lot of people ignore Mm. those voices because of fear or because, you know, failure or what will people think or, you know, what did I do wrong? They start giving all of these other... um, I don't know if I would call them excuses or maybe safety nets that they create for themselves to give reason 
to get out of their comfort zone. That's absolutely true. And that's why, again, I said God kept closing the door because I never mm-hmm. wanted to mm-hmm. be an entrepreneur. I never, this is, if, even to this day, if you ask me, if, you, if I would have other options, like I tell people, a lot of what I did, you know, went through the entrepreneurial struggles, being laid off six or seven times, being homeless twice. Everything that I went through, if there were options, if there were choices, I would have done it a different way. So I right. applaud you because I wasn't one of those people who was sitting at their day job planning and, and you know, starting one year ahead. I was one because people say, and I always say as well, if you do what you love, the money will follow. Like I have people, one of the number one questions as a business consultant that people ask me is what product or what service is guaranteed to make money? And I always give them the same answer, anything that you're willing to do day in and day out. Because it doesn't matter about the product or service. It's still a business. It's still a job at the end of the day. So it has to be something that you enjoy and you get up in the morning and love to do it. And there's never been a business that I love to do. It just happened, thank you, through the grace of God, that there are a lot of things, because I was laid off, that I have the ability to do. So I was that person who was sitting at the job and almost six months, like you said, literally to the day I was hired, I would get laid mm-hmm. off. It wasn't fired. It was, okay, this company relocated to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This company relocated to Tasworth. This company had a higher freeze right. and wound up laying off 300 people. So in their world, it wasn't personal, but at the end of the day, it was my life. But it was right. God closing that door. And that's why I say, because this was all a discussion between God and I, and I'm like, no, I'm going to work at this job. And God's like, no, right. this is what I want you to do. And I'm like, but this is what I want to do. And God's like, okay, I'm like, I'm going to go get me a job. God's like, go ahead. Six months to the right. day, I was laid off. God was like, this is what I want you to do. And I was like, I'm going to go get me a job. Go to the job. Six months to the day, I'm laid off. I'm like, wait a minute. God's like, hey, we could do this all day. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Right. So finally, exactly. like, I don't know which part of I am God do you not understand. And finally, you like, I hear and I obey. I got it. Like, you ain't got to tell me eight times. I know you told me six times, but I don't need right. eight. Like, I get it. I understand. I'm supposed to be doing this. And when I do right. that, which is, is talking to people, consulting, and everything I do, I've been more spiritual focused, more holistic focus. Yes. I change my diet, drink more water. Everything is more, you know, is healthier. You know, health is the new yes. wealth. So I have so many more questions, but what I am going to do, because this conversation is getting good, I'm going to stop for a brief commercial break, and then we're going to be right back. When you need an expert plumber, you need jordansruder.com. Get free estimates, 24-hour service, special discounts for seniors and veterans. That's jordansruder.com. Have a home repair or some remodeling you need done? No problem. We can handle all that, too. Give us a call today at 800-300-0358. At Jordan's Ruder, we take pride in our work and always make sure to get the job done right the first time. That's jordansruder.com. We want to be your Mr. Fix-It. 
Do you have questions regarding your business, marketing, career, finances, or love? Then there's just one place to go, AskSharifa.com. Her workshops and readings get you the help and understanding you need. Sharifa Hardy has the power and insight to unlock all of your problems with amazing results that are unmatched by others. Visit AskSharifa.com today. With over 20 years of experience working with clients in the areas of business and spirituality, she understands your needs. Her compassion is second to none. Schedule your private reading right now. Stop worrying about what your future holds. Get the answers you need today. That's AskSharifa.com. Will you fall in love? Is your career the correct choice? Are your finances in order? Get all the answers now. Give us a call right now at 562-822-0965 or visit us on our website at Ask. Sharifa.com. That's ask S H A R I F A H.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are just now tuning in to the Ask Sharifa AMA, you missed out on a lot. You missed out on a whole lot. You missed out on some wonderful information. We have our guest today, Tanya L. Griffin, who is a great, wonderful friend of mine transformational speaker and interior designer. So you definitely want to check Tanya out. Visit her website at lotusdesignpro.com. But, again, if you missed all the information, you definitely want to listen to it in the archives. I'm going to have to listen to the show in the archives because we have some really great information. So, again, if you're listening to the show on the Internet and you want to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 563-999-3603. Again, that number is 563-999-3603. And we are back in the studio with Tanya L. Griffin. Tanya, we were just sharing your story. And again, you have an incredible story. Thank you. It's it's definitely been a journey. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey of um, self-healing. It's been a journey of self-loving. Um, and really just being aware of who I am, what is my purpose, and who am I here to serve. And that's really what it's been about. Um, and, and I'm learning to love it now. You know, I think everyone has to go through that growth period and everyone has to deal with their own uh, wounds, their own wounds in order to shine through the light and in order to be that blessing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's been a great journey. No, I get that. That's one of the things that I always say. That's why, you know, I love life. I love my life so much mm-hmm. because through the worst of it, through all these challenging situations, I know that I, I know that I went through them for someone else. I went through right. them so someone else could not look me in my face and sit down and tell me, Sharifa, but you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to have to make decisions so your children can eat. You don't understand what it's like to walk away from a job and have nothing. You don't understand what it's like to lose everything. And I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you my story. (laughs) You know, know, let me tell you my story. When you 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 look back on the perspective of it, you know, on all the things that you went through, 
you know, it never makes sense at the time. You're like, God, why? Why are you punishing me? What's going on? Yeah. Like you said, this yeah. is what I want to do. I want a job. I want to be comfortable. I want stability. And he's like, okay. <laughs> but I'm telling yes. you, this is where you need to be. Um, yes. So it, it's interesting how all of that works. I mean, just as my transition <clears throat> from being interior designer, opening a design school, having a studio, um, but in my heart of heart and my passion, knowing the connection that I have with other executives, other women, um, and having that conversation and helping them to identify their purpose and what makes them happy so they're no longer feeling lost within the corporate shuffle, um, the more I've been in tuned with that and with the clients I've had, like you said, God will close doors on you. And it feels like he's closing doors, but he's pushing you in the direction that you need to be. Um, so even with my interior design, I've done it successfully for, you know, 20 years. I've had a successful business. I've had a failed business. I've rebuilt a business. I've rebranded a business. So you go through all these different challenges um, and there's always that common thread of who's my client and what are they truly looking for. And it's helped mm. me to identify with that. And at one point when I was struggling between, well, do I, become a, do I become a mentor? Do I become a speaker? Well, you're already mentoring people. Every consultation that I have, the first hour turns into a mentoring session of helping them be more self-aware and identify who they truly are. So I was already doing that, not realizing it. But when I was struggling with the decision on, okay, this is what I'm going to do and this is who I need to tap into to help, like you said, because I've been in that CEO position, I've been um, in the position of having to choose between career and family and being a mom and not being there, um, you know, dealing with a husband, dealing with a struggling marriage, dealing with family and a father who's an alcoholic, having excuse me, all these, sorry, external factors, um, every time I would seek going out to get a new interior design job, suddenly something would happen and that job would fall through. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, wait a minute. No, this is, I, this is what I do. But suddenly, I think for a period of three weeks, because technically I work for my clients, you could say I got fired. I think I got fired from like five jobs in three weeks. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I'm always closing the deal. What's what's happening here? What do you mean, oh, this project isn't going to happen? Oh, this project is on hold? Oh, no, we've decided to go with somebody else. Oh, no, the budget's been cut. In ha- what? Wait a minute. Like, hold up. <laughs> this is my life. I need this. Yes. <laughs> this is my life. This is what I do. Um, but like you said, when 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 there's a shift happening, and you know in your heart where you need to be, but you're fighting it because of whatever the external factors are that you need to um, continue to portray that image, the universe or God, however you want to take it, will force you in the direction you need to go, whether if you like it or not. I, I bear witness to that. I can testify to that because I was like, no, I'm chilling right here. Okay, I'm cool. I like my salary. I love 
my life. Right. Okay. And I right. used to tell people that my when when I was working. And, and I, let me tell you, I got a sidebar for a minute. My keyword for 2018 is ego. Like I keep saying, it's not about the ego. I'm not. I'm just trying to tell these stories, but I'm trying, you know. But I'm telling you in a humble way that when I was working, I tell people my ATM card. I called it a magic card. It was magic. <laughs> okay, I swipe that swipe, 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 swipe. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't need to check the balance. I know I got this. I was shopping. Right, you know what I mean? Going to the mall, buy. Oh, I, that outfit is nice, right? You know. Right. But then when you go we through all good. these challenges, or oh, I was good, and then God was like, "No, this is what I want you to do." I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, I'm, I'm, I'm cool over here. I like my job. I like my life, you know." But I had to be moved, literally forced yeah. out of that. But I mean, I laugh and we talk about it. But the thing is, I'm so proud of you. You know, because you took whatever little lemons you had, that one-hour lemon, and you said, you know what, I'm going to take the little one-hour lemon, and I'm going to make a lemonade stand. That's why I tell people. Some people take a lemon and make lemonade. No, I take a lemon, and I make a lemonade stand, okay? I'm about to make me some money. I'm about to do what I got to do, and I'm going to enjoy my life. And that's what you did. You built a successful business out out of what you enjoy doing, what you love to do, and out of the challenges that you had, you planned ahead. You know, you, you didn't just jump out there, which is one of the reasons a lot of small businesses fail. They do not plan ahead, and they do not have enough money in reserve. And so, like, they have enough money for two days <laughs> to survive. Right. So right. You, you planned ahead, and then you transitioned into that aspect of your life. But... Now you're able to look back and say, okay, now how can I help the next person? How can I help somebody else? And that's the aspect of you that one aspect I'm so proud of in being a transformational speaker, but you also do the work and you know that it's so important to have to be in a healing environment. What is, what is a healing environment? A healing environment is a place, I call it your, um, it's your personal sanctuary. It's your, you know how you go out into the public and everyone has your um, private space? What do they say? It's like a three-foot radius or two-foot radius. You need to stay outside of my my private space. You know, you're too close. Yeah. So your healing space is really the space for you, whether if it's in your home, whether if it's um, at the office, um it doesn't matter if you have an apartment, a condo, or anything like that. Because a lot of times I've worked with people, and maybe they have a roommate. Maybe they have other factors, and they're not able to get into a quiet place. So we create exercises that they can do in their car, they can do at the park. They can create almost like their bubble, no matter where they are, where they can reconnect and feel grounded. But really mm-hmm. a healing space, um, it can be a small reading corner, it can be a place in the bedroom. It can be, you know, maybe somebody who loves to cook, and maybe it's their kitchen. So it's creating that kitchen environment for them where they can really go there, cook up a recipe, do something they love, and just disconnect from the world, disconnect from all the messages, disconnect from all the communication that we have that's nonstop, um, the phone that you constantly have to hold because you're checking messages and emails and really learning how to put those down 
and going to that space where you can take a deep breath, sit for a few minutes quietly or read or do what you need to do that brings you back peace and brings you back centered so that you can feel grounded. Because as we know, at the end of the day, after you're running around shuffling between job and traffic and grocery store and you need to stop here, you got to get this dropped off, you need to send this email, you're scattered and frazzled by the end of the day. Right. And then you come home, and if even if you don't own your own business, but if you're an executive, a lot of times, depending on where you work, you're still answering emails because you may be working with somebody who's on the East Coast or you're working with another country, or you're dealing with something else. So you're technically not shutting off until maybe 9, 10 o'clock at night, and then you're trying to sit down and finally eat dinner, and then you're trying to sit down and finally do something else. And that's only if you're single and don't have kids running around telling you they need this and they need that. So depending on your environment, you don't really get to sit down and rest until maybe 11 o'clock at night on average for most people. But when you do, it's okay, where do you go? Where can you go to reconnect? So what I've done with a lot of my clients is designing that one space for them where they have complete joy and bliss. You know, maybe they Mm -hmm. absolutely love the color purple, or maybe they absolutely love being a girly girl, but yet they're in corporate America and have to wear black suits and gray suits every day and they can't really express themselves except maybe in the pair of shoes or the scarf they have on. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Not every job you can come in sporting, um, you know, that bright pink jacket with something else and then you have your Louis bag and you have this. Like nobody's paying attention to that because you need to be, you know, very um, subdued or you need to be very... Um, calm because you work in a law office or because you're around, you know, certain male figures. So, you know, especially us as black women, you can't be too loud. You can't be too right. this. Clothes can't be you're too angry. tight. You can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't wear this. You can't. Your dress has to be, you know what I mean? So you really can't be yourself. Right. So in your home, right. you may want that that fuzzy chair with that leopard print pillow and the gold lamp next to it, because that is really you, but you can't be that outside every day. Absolutely. So it's helping to create that environment, and I call it a healing environment, because when you're truly happy, you suddenly feel calm, the stress goes away, and you're able to think clearly about what your next move is, whether if you have a board meeting the next day, whether if you have, um, you're presenting to a client if, you know, you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're, you know, having a speech someplace else. Um, No matter what it is, you're able to think clearly, you're able to regroup, and you're able to feel centered again for the next day. So you're not waking up tired, you're not agitated before the day has even started. Um, which ultimately makes you a better you because you're more productive. So even as an employee, if you're able to rest well and if you're able to reconnect and recenter and if you learn these exercises, ultimately it can make you a better employee, which then makes the company happy because you're now creating 
an energy within your department that's positive. Absolutely. And I don't think, it, I mean, I definitely agree with you. However, I think to just add on to what you were saying is that I don't think a, a lot of companies, especially small companies, understand how important environment is to employees. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite jobs, oh, I'm telling you, the job that I loved, and, and you talking about loved, is my first job out of high school was working for Transworld Airlines. So okay. I'm this 18-year-old kid who has free flight benefits, okay? That was my life. You see, I enjoyed my life. I had some wonderful experiences, you know, until Transworld Airlines, when TWA went out of business. But I love that job. Not, I'm just, you know, I, I joke a lot, not only because of the flight benefits, but they understood because they had a sleep room and they had mm-hmm. a cafeteria. And right. when we basically back then, because, you know, well, basically the laws weren't as, as the same as they are now, and it was like unlimited overtime. So not only could we fly free, but we could work as much overtime as we wanted. But they had a room for us with a lot of different cots where if you needed to rest and you needed mm-hmm. to take a nap, you know, and go to sleep for a little while and come back and work some more, there was a room for that. Then we had a cafeteria just like, you know, any hamburger place or not fast food, but just you can get anything that you wanted made for you. So you could take you a nap, get you a bite to eat, and go back to work. And physically, you were you were healthy. You know what I mean. You weren't drained. You you weren't you know running and trying to figure it out. At, in comparison, the the last company that I worked for, American Express, where I was a trainer. Okay, this is in recently, um, 2012. They um, had a call center, the the one that I worked in, in El Segundo. And where it was in El Segundo, there was no food in the building. I'm, I'm telling you, in the building, there was no cafeteria. Mm. There was no fast food. There was no restaurants. There was nothing. The only thing they had in this building was a vending machine and a microwave. To their credit, they did give us a microwave. But that was the extent of it. And there was no food places within Basically, you know, uh, uh, you had to go some distance before you even got to McDonald's. <laughs> and when you got that distance, what you found was McDonald's. And then, nice. see, that's why I could relate to your one-hour one hour example, because and then when you got to the McDonald's, you had to do all of this within a 30-minute time frame. You had to leave your desk get to your car, get your food, eat your food, go back to work, park your car, walk back into the building all within 30 minutes, or you were going to be fired. Right. When when I started working there, the office quota was $150,000 in sales per month. Mm. The top agents were doing we're selling $350,000 per month. I came in and did $500,000 in sales per month. You know what their issue with me was? 
their issue with me was that I was there. If my schedule was at 7 a.m., I'd be there about, you know, 7-ish, 7.05, you know, 7.09. But I wasn't there at my desk at 7 a.m. And I'm like, okay, but wait a minute. I just made you a half a million dollars. I feel like when I get to work, my coffee should be on my desk. Like, it should be waiting for me. I don't want to hear all this, why am I five (laughs) minutes late? Like, I gave you a half a million dollars. I think I did my part. You know, so companies really have to look at the environment, you know, because after a while, if, like you said, if the environment is not a negative, if the environment is a negative environment and the employees are stressed out, the employees are irritated, you're not willing to work with nor bend for the employees, then at some point in time, those employees are going to move on because they came to your business or they came to your company for a specific reason. Just like yourself, right. you most likely went to at least the interior, you know, the department you were in at that company because it allowed you to do interior design. You know, right. you didn't go there because it, you loved the color of the building. You know, right. it allowed you to 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 do what you wanted to do within a company. But you're like, hey, wait a minute, I'm building your company, and I can't even get an hour. Um, difference so that I can take care of me and my family. So right. yes, I I completely understand. I'm I'm rooting for you. Like go Tanya, go Tanya. Right. And I, and I think the 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 key thing is too in addition to speaking with um people in general about how they can take care of themselves within the environment they're giving because a lot of times people don't have a choice and they have to stay at the company they're at but there's things that they can do to protect themselves and their boundaries mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also now speaking to the corporations and speaking to the companies themselves as this is how you create a healthy environment this is what yes. needs to happen for you not to have a high turnover this is what yeah. needs to happen yeah. for you to have your employees work at their peak in order for your yeah. company to be yeah. successful. This is the environment that needs to happen. And also educating them in what the change has happened. As we know, mm-hmm. you know, technology's changed, social media has changed. A lot more companies are allowing people to work remotely or to have flexible hours, but it's not enough of them doing it. You know, a lot of them are still with the very rigorous, you know, 9 to 5 or, you know, some companies still do the the 4 to 10 and things like that. But it's really creating that environment for them. And and it's an educational process all the way around so that everyone succeeds in it. Absolutely. Um, and And it's a slow process. But, again, until if you are in a position or are in a place to where they're not budging, okay, well, these are the things that you need to do to protect yourself. What are some of the things that, can you give us some examples? I think some of them, um, one is, you know, how do you, how do you utilize your break? Um, I know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times you have, okay, well, I'm just going to cut my lunch short or I'm going to sit at my desk and work. Or, no, I just need to get this file out because of this. It's like, okay, well, no, you were given your break and your lunch for a reason. So, no, do not work on your lunch hour. Take that time for yourself. Do what you need to do. 
Um, as an employee, you do have rights. There are things that you can protect yourself and your boundaries because once they start seeing you, okay, well, she's just going to work through her lunch and get it done, that's the precedent that you've set. So now your boss or your supervisor is always going to expect that of you. Yes. I mean, of course, there are going to be certain times, especially in team environments, where, yes, you have to work through you have to get things done. I know what it's like to do end-of-the-month quota. I know what it's like when you got to stay late because you have to have certain things done at, you know, certain times of the month. I've been there. I get it. I know. But that's not the norm of your daily routine, and that needs Absolutely. to be set clear. Okay, this is my lunch break. Okay, well, as soon as it comes around, you will not see me at my cubicle. I will not be sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? So if you know that nothing close by, if you know it's going to take you X amount of time to go drive, okay, well then maybe you need to plan to bring your lunch or you need to plan to do something. No, 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 no. That's what they told me. That's what they. That was the answer they told. No, that's what they told me. Bring my lunch. No, I like people to cook my lunch. I like people to cook my food. I like to sit and wait and, and, and enjoy so I can breathe and woosah and I can go back and put up with the other four hours that I have to deal right, with from if, if all working, your customers. Like you, this will take you 20 minutes to drive to the local restaurant. Okay, well, I gotta you quit. may not be able to I got to get out of here. That's what I got to do because I, I love to eat. You playing with my food, and playing with my food is like playing with my emotions. No, I don't no. mean bring your lunch and eat at your desk. I mean bring your lunch so when you leave, okay, you're in your car. You could go sit at the park. You could drive up the street, but you're not having I to love spend that minutes rushing to go get somewhere. You can really I utilize love your that. Huh? No, I said, I love these options. These are good. I love these options. But, no, I got to give me a new job. You playing with my food. No, but I agree with you. I just give you a hard time. It's looking at your time, and a lot of it is time management. And how can you manage that time for yourself? You structure your day all day on how to get these assignments done and how to meet this deadline and how to make this one last phone call, but you're not setting the boundaries for yourself. You're not... Absolutely. utilizing the breaks that you have. You know what I mean? So if you if you yes. are in that strict um, place where you have, you know, only a 10-minute break, 15-minute break, one-hour break, okay, well, how can you utilize that and make sure that you're utilizing that and setting your boundaries up front? Because, you That's know, you may sometimes, I've seen it where I used to work in an office, mm-hmm. you're the one trying to rush to get things done. Oh, let me just make one more phone call. And you look over right. next door and little Susie over here, she's gone as soon as 12 o'clock comes around. She's nowhere to be found. Right. <laughs> but you try to be a good employee. You, you know what I mean? And that was the crazy thing because I tell people it was crazy to me because when I got laid off, I was like employee of the month. I, I was, you know, perfect attendance. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, why not do all of that? You know what I mean? I don't right. even know. I, next time I'd call in sick for three weeks and then be like, okay, y'all going to lay me off. You know, but it's so right. true. I just want to make sure because I wanted to say this. I agree with you it's a wholeheartedly because I always tell business owners, you are not supposed to put out fires every day. Like, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. If, you, if you are in business and you are putting out a fire a day or multiple fires a day, there's something wrong. Your business right. is not operating correctly. You are supposed right. to put out 
an occasional fire, like an occasional, oh, my God, all hands on deck. You can't be right. all hands on deck every day. You every know, day. every day, it ha- you know, this. like I agree with you, like certain times, quarters, you know, you know it's our busy season, okay? But busy right. season is like two months. You know, that's not like. 12 months out of the year, I want to be in this high pace. Oh, my God, the the sky is falling kind of, you know, if I don't do my job, this is going to happen. If we don't make a sale, then nobody eats. Like, that's a whole different, you know, energy. You're not supposed to be that way. That's not conducive to successful business. It it doesn't work that way. And so one of the things I did at one of the companies was I I started an employee activities program. And with the employees' activities program and employees doing things together, it helped the morale, and morale helped the company. So we, Tanya, we are coming. We had a lot of fun, but we are coming down to the last few minutes of the show, and I just wanted to allow you a couple of minutes to reiterate, reinforce anything that you want to definitely make sure that the listeners take away from that show. The one thing, if they did not hear anything, this is to my listeners, Anything that Tanya had to say, the one thing that I want to make sure that you hear is LotusDesignPro.com. Again, that's LotusDesignPro.com. Check out Tanya's website. Give her a call. See what she can do to assist you. And, Tanya, you have the floor. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I just want to thank you for having me today with you. It's been fun. Um, like you said, just just asking questions, being nosy, figuring out what's going on, what's <laughs> happening with life. But I think the one thing really is that letting people know that I'm here for them to help them love life, love their environment, and love who they're going to become if they haven't already reached that point in their life. And helping them um, to really enjoy it and be present and be in the moment, rather if that's Mm -hmm. dealing with past hurts, dealing with old wounds, Whatever is going to get you to be at your best and work at your peak so that you can live a more fulfilled life um, in in the work environment, in your home environment, and overall um, life itself so that you can be a public success and you can be spiritually connected and grounded and you can have it all. Like you said, I want my cake and eat it too. And you can have that. Mm-hmm. You can have your career and you can be happy. Um, and, and that's what we're all about. We're all about working with people, working with women, helping them to empower themselves to live the life that they want, whether if they're an entrepreneur, whether if you're in corporate America, but really setting those personal standards and personal boundaries so that you can live it more fulfilled and you can live it on purpose and you can live it on your own terms. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You are so wonderful. I am so encouraged. I want to thank you for being a guest on today's episode of Ashery for AMA, Tanya. Thank you, thank you. Have a good day, everybody. You too. You are so welcome. Oh, that was my girl, Tanya. We had an excellent show today. If you missed any aspect, if you missed anything, you might want to listen to it a couple of times. Listen to the archive. Make sure you share this show on your social media, let everybody know to visit lotusdesignpro.com. Check it out. We will be back for a very, very, very 
special episode of Asherie's AMA. We're talking to women in entertainment. We're talking about women in entertainment. So be sure to tune in at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to be a guest or for advertising opportunities. Be sure to visit our website at AskSharifa.com.